hands are up in the air. Well, yeah, and you making some strange noises. <laughs> so here's the strange thing that's happening, everybody. Um, I'm on my period. Yes, there is that. So we're learning how to deal with that for the first time ever. Um, and our good buddy Alan had the suggestion that since at one point David interviewed me, that we should swap and make the focus on Mr. David Andrew Laws himself. Alan wanted of us all to people. swing with each other. With each other, with the same two people. So that I'm the co-host. And I'm the host, technically, yeah. even so, though I have no idea how that goes. So what do you say at the beginning? Hello. Good. <laughs> Welcome. To? To uh, Dress for the Podcast You Want. Hey. Hey. Babies. I guess for this time around, I'm te- technically your host, Megan Greener. And I'm technically your co-host, David Andrew Laws. And Megan, may I say? Yes. Congratulations. We've made it to season two. We have made it to season two. It's 2019. My goodness. This episode's already a week behind, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. People want a second season. What were you thinking? How dare I take a little time for myself? <laughs> what a bastard. <laughs> what a <laughs> you're bastard people. I'm a bastard person. <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> and that's my claim to fame. So, uh, what is David Andrew Na- La- Nas? What is David Andrew Nas known for? I don't know. You know? Maybe he makes cars go fast. So before we ask the big old question that this this whole thing surrounds, what what kind of things do you uh, are you surrounding yourself with these days? What do you what are you doing? What are you doing, what David? Are you, what am I fucking doing? Um, I'm doing all sorts of stuff. I'm an actor. I am performing in Drunk Shakespeare uh, off Broadway. I run a theater company. I'm the artistic director of Hamlet Isn't Dead, um, which is New York City's 587th best theater company. And what's the focus of this company? We are performing the entire canon of Shakespeare in chronological order. Mm -hmm. We are a little over halfway done. Mm -hmm. Our next performance will be Hamlet, if you can believe it. I feel like, Mm. and I was going to like share the news of Hamlet with this sort of phrase in mind, but you know that thing where like the TV show or the movie says the title? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's what I'm experiencing right now. Because the company's called Hamlet Isn't Dead. Yes. Hamlet. You're like, ah, they said the thing. They said the thing. And now like, you know, because the official poster has gone out and the lettering of Hamlet. It's the same font. As as the theater company's font. Yeah, it's very funny. Yes. (laughs) Um, I'm also a podcast host for a stupid fucking podcast which was all your idea i just love podcasting can we talk about that can we just talk about how much i love podcasting for 45 minutes please i don't know if you could do it for 45 minutes watch me um and i'm a writer i write plays and poems and songs sometimes you can you can write a sonnet like right now boom i just did you did in my pants and i'm a teaching artist mm-hmm. and i teach a lot of shakespeare You've you've dabbled in doing some music direction. I dabble. You all? Uh, 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 our guest that we just interviewed that we won't have interviewed until the future because it's the second episode <laughs> of season two. Uh, was like was like what what can't she do? Um, and I was like I know what I can't do. I can't uh, paint. I'm not a very good visual artist. Uh, I'm not so great at dancing. But anything you're, else? You're a fine dancer. Wow. Listen, we are already engaged. You do not have to work for it. I don't know why you would say that. You're at the very least a very competent mover and you you've you've you have a little bit of a dance background. 
I don't know. It's not something I'm confident in. So it's not something that I could ever see myself being like, I'm good at this, right? I'm good at, hey, hey, listen. (laughs) I'm good at a lot of stuff. You're going to put a horn in his hands. He will toot that horn. (laughs) (laughs) Who put this horn in my hands? (laughs) Whose horn is this? (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so I just sort of am doing stuff. 2019, my resolution. We'll talk about resolutions. Hey, if you want to, you're the host. I don't fucking, you know, I don't. I don't know. David. Yeah. What are your 2019 resolutions? Literally my 2019 resolution is just to make it through 2019. I have so much going on this year. I'm working on a musical that's got a big important workshop in February. I'm doing Drunk Shakespeare. I've got a lot of other artistic ideas I've got bouncing around. I'm getting fucking married. You just want to get through the marriage? Best friend. What? You just want to get through it? I want to get, well, I want to get to it. Okay, that's fair. Jump, jump. But I mean, we've all, we're also moving in April, yeah. so we can hopefully get a dog. Like we've just got a lot. Yeah. Twenty nineteen is a big year. It is. And I just a lot of a lot of people's resolutions are like, I want to do better at this, or I want to stop doing that. I'm literally just like, hydrate, work out, breathe. So you're just trying to get through the first half of twenty nineteen at least. I'm just trying to get through the whole thing. I'm just trying to get. I'm, I'm trying to get. I'm, let me. This is a good point. It's a good point you bring up. And and what I what I mean by all of it is like. I want to get to each event in a way so that I can enjoy each event, right? Mm-hmm. I don't just want to like get to October and then get October done. Like I want to get to October and have gotten to October in a way that I can enjoy October, mm-hmm. which is when we're getting married. Right. In case you didn't know. Um <laughs> what's your new year's resolution? Um, I, you know, I had thought of like more specific career based stuff and those are still in mind for me. Um, but they're actually quite small now considering like uh, what it is that that I need to badly work on, which is actually very much in line with what you just said. I, I very need to, I guess, and I'm doing, I'm chipping it away at it slowly where I need to change my thinking and, and enjoy everything. Mm. Um, enjoy the places where I've arrived at, enjoy the fact that I'm not there yet looking at everything as enjoyment. Are you enjoying you know? this? Yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. nice. And even if I have a problem, just be like, great, fantastic. What What is there to enjoy and learn from this? Mm, which, I like that. Which will be, which is huge for me because I tend to have a bit of a short fuse or a short threshold for, for bullshit. I hadn't noticed. Ever. Ever. You or anybody else we know. Um, why did you call me here today? What do you want? Because, David... I have a big old question for you. Can I look at my text that I just got from Alan first? Um, yes. That's so weird. We were just talking about him. We talked a lot about him. <laughs> oh, he wants us to... F- okay. All right. We can do that. That's fine. What? He wants us to find a single song for the intro and outro and ha- instead of having a different song every week. I think that'll make it easier for him editing-wise. That's fair. What song should we have? It's 2019, baby. I know, but... Let's focus on you. We'll talk about music later. Okay. I have a big question for you. I mean, we, we already know we're getting married. So, it's, about, so, it's, not, was, so it's not that. Woo. You asked me and it's fine. It's true. <laughs> Do you consider yourself to be successful? No. No. Not really. Despite everything that you're doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. The stuff that I'm doing doesn't mean that I'm successful. And more doesn't mean that I'm more successful. I... It's it's a, a question to be asked. Um, I I consider success success to me means 
and this is completely different from a lot of people and very antithetical to a lot of people, but in my mind, success means doing as little as possible for as much as possible. I want... Can, can you explain that? I would love to. Yeah. I I My ideal life would be waking up late, uh, you know, doing like doing some stuff around the house, going to a place that I like to be to do a thing that I like to do, and then either like go in and hanging out with people or go into bed. Hmm. Like what a lot of 2018 was for me, which was very, which provided a lot of wear and tear was like, I would get up and I'd go to a place to teach a class and then grow, go across town to teach another class and then right. go downtown to rehearsal and then go to a different theater for a performance and then go home and answer emails or edit a podcast. And like I was running myself ragged. It's that hmm. thing that like people say, when you know when you walk into a room and you forget why you walked into that, it's because yeah. the act of going through a doorway, uh, like actually does something to your brain and like makes it sort of reset for a sec. Mm -hmm. And doing that, just like getting on subways and traveling and commuting so many times a day, just made me go like, "What is happening mm -hmm. with my?" everything mm -hmm. so i wanted to simplify and i'm working on simplifying right now it's been great mm -hmm. i've been downsizing a lot of stuff i've been you have been um you know uh getting some other people to do some of the other i've been delegating i'm mm -hmm. bringing on a new assistant which is big for you delegating is big for you it is because i'm an asshole and i just want to do it well, myself no you 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 have the um one of i think that the a huge component for somebody who is an artistic director, and I know several artistic directors in my life who are very important people in my life, but the thing that you all have in common is that you have a lot of trouble usually delegating mm. and and We're and not trying things. to do everything yourself. Sure. You know what I mean? And, and it's not out of selfishness or anything. It's 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 um it's the it's the image that you have for something in your head and, and it has to get done in that way and like it's better if you just do it rather than having to take the time or somebody else's time to explain what that thing is. To explain or to get it back and go, no, sorry, it needs to be more like this. Right. Or like, yeah, there's a lot of, and I think this is true of a lot of the people in charge that you know and that I am, that mm -hmm. like a lot of those are people who have put themselves in charge mm -hmm. instead of people being like, come be in charge. They're right. Like, you know you what? weren't promoted there. You decided. I'm in charge. I'm in charge now. Yeah. Which means I'll, I'll do the thing. I'll, I'll do it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, being able to say like, will you do this? Uh, is it's big, it's big, it's a big thing for me. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm doing it and I'm, uh, chasing my bliss. <laughs> I'm, uh, uh. I've got my little cork board behind me, mm -hmm. and I've got my post-it notes up. Which was swamped last year. Oh, my God. It was overrun. And now it's, it, it, it's it's like it's doable. There's like nice little quotes on it. There's a couple of like colorful post-it yeah, notes. Yeah, I got like seven things to do right now. But yeah. some of them, but, but that's the thing, right? So some of them are like, here's this long, big thing you got to do. And some of them are just like, here's an email you got to send. But some of them are like... I got a Nintendo Switch for Christmas and I've been playing Pokemon and I want to beat the Elite Four. And so that's on my to-do list is to like beat the Elite Four because yeah. I am cultivating time for pleasure as well as professionalism. And and the thing that you said that you want, like what you consider to be successful. What? I can't hear you. <laughs> which which is doing what as, as little as possible to get the most out of it. Is that basically what you said? Basically. Yeah. I want to, um, and I really, and I think what comes with that is I only want to do what I only want to do. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, it sounds like you want to live. I do. Yeah. I want to live free of expectations and free of restraint and free of obligation. Yeah. I think being a New Yorker or having come to New York to do the thing that you want to do, which usually encompasses you doing about six other things at the same time, um, you forget that, oh, I want to live. I think being a New Yorker, I think being a non like financially gifted adult mm-hmm. is that there's yeah. so much of life that's just like, you know, and it's such, it's such a, and I think we've talked about this before. I can't remember, but it's worth saying again that this attitude of just like, just do what you want and nothing else will matter. Right. Like just, just chase your, your dreams. And like, it's actually kind of bullshit because sometimes you can't, sometimes you have to do a job mm-hmm. to like get money to pay rent. And mm-hmm. we've all been there. We've all done those things. We've all catered. We've all walked dogs. Or we haven't, right? And I think those are two very different... Some are still catering. <laughs> I mean, some are still... Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And uh, it's tough. That's a tough, like, balance uh, to weigh to realize that as an adult and also not let it crush you. Mm-hmm. Because... It doesn't, and I've seen it happen as well. We've seen the opposite happen, right? Where someone is just like, I just have to be supportive of other people in my life. So like, I'll get an office job and that'll be it. Mm-hmm. And I won't be doing the thing that I want to do, but I'll be doing the thing that I have to do. I think you have to have a balance of what you want to do and what you have to do until you can start to shift that balance away into mm-hmm. what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Also. Also. Man. <laughs> a lot of my life right now is drinking and coloring. And coloring? Yeah. Why coloring? Because um, I teach an after-school class three days a week, and we color at the beginning of those classes. And when I'm the drunk actor at Drunk Shakespeare, I uh, color a picture of the king and queen. <laughs> oh, that's right. With crayons. That's right. Um, and and Is it therapeutic for you at all, at least when you're coloring? No, with- I hate co- I'm so bad at visual arts. And I always think like, oh, maybe this time I'll be okay. And I'm not. I'm never okay. I'm always very bad. <laughs> I, I, It's so frustrating to me to be able to like see something so clearly in my head. I know exactly. This is a weird, here's a weird story. Weird story. Time. Um, uh, I was at Baskin Robbins and we used to go to a Baskin Robbins a lot uh, when I was a kid. It was a very regular uh, stop. And the donations jar was a big yellow basset hound uh, that had like big long ears and a big droopy face. And I could see, I thought it was the most like interesting specific image. Mm -hmm. And I could see, I can still see it so clearly with like its droopy eyelids and it's just like melting and I can't draw it. And I tried as a kid to draw it and I got so frustrated that I can see it so clearly in my head and I can't make my big dumb man hands. Well, it's it's, mus- it's a muscle thing. I guess. You're, yeah, because you draw and Chris draws, your brother. Chris draws like a motherfucker. Um, he's he's the visual artist of the family. I was actually... You're, you're not far behind. Um, I have a style of my own, but I, I did it a lot more when I was younger. I have a style of my own too. It's called six-year-old chic because I'm bad <laughs> and six-year-olds are bad at drawing. That's what I'm trying to say. It's a hot take, I know, but <laughs> six-year-olds are bad at most things. Here's here's an interesting question. I'll be and, the judge of that. And I... <laughs> Careful. Go on. Um, I don't know if it's ever been expressed on this podcast or not, but you're you're pretty open about it to 
to me and to uh, people that we work with and that we're friends with, you have this thing where you say that you always have this need to be on. Mm-hmm. And as you as you've downsized some of your responsibilities, especially in the last several months, has this sort of need also changed or has that evolved in a certain way? And can you can you explain what you mean with the uh, needing to be on? Sure. Sort of thing? Let me try to explain that, and then maybe that'll make it easier for me to give a better answer. Mm-hmm. Um, what I've been going through a lot recently is that I don't have a very good sense of just a baseline David. Like, what is like if someone were to be like, use some words to describe David, that would be hard for me to do out of context. I could say like how David is at Drunk Shakespeare, or how David is alone with Megan, or how David is at a party. Um, and those are all very different. Mm-hmm. Um, but just like, how is, what is a David like, is a tough question for me to answer. And so on is one of those sort of subsets, and it's the sort of like performative, clever, uh, I, I don't know, like, and, th- and, and even saying that and thinking about it, you know what's interesting? It is an interesting new thought, is that like, being on is never easy for me. And I think that's the... Interesting. It's never easy, right? Being on always means like thinking so hard about what to say and how to say it and when to say it and at what volume and at what pitch and at what like um, interval. And like it, it, it's a constant calculation mm-hmm. of like how to be. And that's just exhausting, uh, yeah, it would be. It's it's so exhausting, but it comes from this. It, it's goddamn. Maybe we will. No, we won't. No, this is the first episode, and then Isabel's episode will be next, and you can listen to that next week. Calm down. But it's like what she was saying, what she will have said in the future. <laughs> um, that like I was raised, and everyone had such like it, not even high expectations as much as high praise for who I was and what I was doing. I was in all the gifted and talented stuff. I was skipping grades. People were like, this guy, he's precocious, he's smart, he's clever. And that was so detrimental to future David who felt like he had to live up to all these expectations. And so, you know, being on all the time just became sort of a habit. It became like, this is what is expected of me mm-hmm. uh, from people. People expect me to be clever. And so that that's the thing is, right? So being off means like, I don't have to worry about those things mm-hmm. and it means I don't I don't care. And I think that's what I don't like about it as well is that like if I'm off, it means I don't have to care what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like caring what people think about me. I like when people like me. I like, you know, I like um, I like people being happy and making people happy and it makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like we've been saying with all of our wedding stuff, right? People are like. Don't think about other people. Think about you. Do what you want for your wedding. But we're both like, like, like... I don't know what that means. But I like, like, I like I other mean, people. I people want are, them to have a good time. People are going to be schlepping out to Jersey for our day. I want to make sure they're, they're happy. I want to have a good time. <laughs> so well, because I'll have a good time if they're having a good time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I feel that way every day, all day. Yeah. I'll have a good time if the people around me are having a good time. And it's something I'm working on, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And it's something I'm working on with you and our relationship and with every relationship that I have that like it's okay to feel sad sometimes. And Mm. I think I've done a better job of accepting that for myself than I have for other people. Right. So while I can say it's okay for me to feel sad sometimes, what I need to, and have been working on doing is saying like, 
it's also okay for other people to feel sad sometimes. Mm -hmm. And when Megan feels sad around me, that doesn't mean like I'm making Megan sad or it doesn't mean Megan's going to equate being sad to being around me and not want to be around me. Is that what you think? Oh, totally. Really? Yeah. I mean, not, not rationally. Because I know that when I'm, when I'm sad or upset about something, your, your go-to is to try to fix it. Whatever, whatever that thing is. And I can't do that. Well, I I didn't know that that's where that came from. That's absolutely where it comes from. Or or maybe, maybe you have said it, but I've never heard it articulated like that before. Sure. And so I'm learning to just be with people when they are sad. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so you think it is it is that need is changing a little bit or maybe not so much or um, hard I mean, to tell? I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's work. I think it's I think it's happening. I think I mean success to me also just means the act of uh, of changing. Yeah. Right. Um, change change is successful. I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Or it can be. I guess growth is successful. That's what I really mean because mm-hmm. change can mean I lost my legs mm-hmm. behind the couch. <laughs> but I guess if you knew they were behind the couch, they wouldn't be lost, would they? Mm, that's so. true. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> have we been here for a million years now? <laughs> have we? <laughs> we were in the serious corner this whole time, and I, I no one knew. That I, I threw a bit of a curveball. Is that okay? Ask me a silly one. Um, David. Megan. Oh well, here's one. I don't know if it's silly, but well. <laughs> but it's it, it is a question that that popped into my head when I was alone Pop. earlier today, and because you said think of questions, you were alone. Yes. Who left you alone? You did. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so you were one of the few people that I would say wears a lot of hats. And when I when when I say that, I mean that for the most part, everybody I think, including myself, is down to their core, like one or two things, like what their thing is, what their purpose is, why they've been placed on this earth, what that like innate talent is, mm-hmm. and then it may come with like several other things that they could do very well. Um, but like that is their their biggest hat that I like to say. Their sombrero. Their their big old sombrero. That's that the they biggest wear. hat. I think. Is yeah. the sombrero the biggest hat? Is it? Or is it like a ten gallon hat? Sombrero depends on what you mean like biggest. Like which which direction are we going? Mm, that's a good you, point. You know what I mean? Like I, f- for me, even though I'm I'm a teaching artist and I think I'm I'm a relatively decent one. I'm you know, I coach people and stuff. I think you're great. And I do a couple other things. I think my thing is, down to my core, I am an actor. Agreed. Um, for you, I actually, from where I'm sitting and how I know you, I actually can't tell what your what your thing is because you wear several hats and they're, a lot of them are quite equal to one another. Um, do, you, do you have like clarity on what it is that you do? I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. I've been drinking. Okay. And that is going to color my answer. I mean, you're not lying to me because I see the bottle on your hand. Yeah, this is a big <laughs> bottle. How, how much is this? It's a cider that our good friends, the Christiansons, brought us from uh, the Hudson Valley. And it's a big bottle. I don't know. It's a very good cider. Oh, it's 22 fluid ounces. Is that a lot? Twenty? No, it's like a 20-ounce bottle. It's like a Coke. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, uh, what was the question? No. Um, what is what is your biggest hat? Or what are you down to your core? I always thought it was acting. Mm-hmm. I always, always thought it was acting. And I still kind of think it's acting. But I think the reality is I'm just very good at what I want to do. I think I think I'm I'm not a stranger to failure, but we're really just mere acquaintances. I'm not I'm not big on 
uh, well, I, well, I guess what I'm really not big on is reveling in failure, right? If there are things that I've like tried and have actively failed, I don't remember them. Mm-hmm. I like, I just don't think of them. I don't go like, oh, I wish that thing had worked or like, oh, I always feel really bad about this thing. I'm very forward thinking in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so <laughs> I'm also just hearing myself now and being like, what a toot horner, horn tutor. <laughs> toot horner? Fuck. <laughs> That guy toots his horns. He's a tooty horny. Shut <laughs> fuck. Okay. Um, I don't know. Actor. Okay. Maybe. Cool. I think it yeah, I think mm, I can be anything I wanna be. It's true. Why well, I, I that question was sparked because I so one of our previous guests from the first season, Jill Darman. Mm-hmm. Um she's she's somebody down to her core, she is a director. Um, like like that's like what her innate essence is. It's what she, what her purpose is. That's like that that's what she is, mm-hmm. even though she's a a very very insanely good teacher um, for for younger artists and and for actually for anybody like she can coach the hell out of somebody. She's she's a director choreographer, but she wears she's an artistic director of developing artists. But she's the one other person that I've ever met who can sense something from somebody else and says, oh you're a songwriter, aren't you? Or you're a rapper or you're a choreographer, aren't you? And the person may or may not know this already. And then when they're forced to have to do that thing, they find out, usually very frightened, how good they are at it. So I remember when I was sitting on the train probably about a year ago and we were talking about you, actually. And, uh, you know, we were talking about this very thing about like everybody could do a bunch of stuff, but like down to their core, they're usually like one or two things. And I asked her what she thought you were. And she's like, you know what? He's all of them. He's like, he is one of those people who does all of it equally. Yeah. I want to be a podcaster. I, d- I do. I, Megan, I love it. I know you love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's what, and that's, maybe that's, and maybe that's bad, right? Like, I think in Why an is ideal, that bad? well, because I think in an ideal world, I might just get up, play video games, do podcasts, go back to bed, and like never leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> if someone were like, what do you want to do? I'd be like, that. <laughs> and they'd be like, ooh, <laughs> maybe go outside, maybe you well, I mean, some people, that's what they do now. Some podcasters, yeah. I wouldn't mind maybe having They tour the world and do studio. that and do exactly. live shows like, of it. Oh my God, I want to do a live show. We're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to do a live show in 2019, maybe 2020, mm. soon. Well, I don't know. I love podcasting. If you want to help me be a podcaster, please go to patreon.com and find my podcast Patreon page. Dress for the podcast you want and give me some money. I don't think the switching of host and co-host roles have Whoops. has has panned out very okay, well. Okay, you do it. Well, I don't know. Do you want to do all of the things? Do you know all the things? No, actually, I really don't. Okay. Not very well. I'll sign them to you, and then you say them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's signing right now. Uh-huh. Uh, thanks mm-hmm. for listening. I don't know how to sign dress for the podcast you want. Are we are we wrapping up right now? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just thought it was a good segue into the give me money section. <laughs> But thank you to Laura St. Pierre for being such a good Patreon donor. Uh, we'll repeat this at the end as well. No, no, we're doing it now, which means we don't have to. Okay. We could just sprinkle them. We can have an, uh, a moosh-boosh of, of <laughs> credits. <laughs> is that what an amuse-bouche is? I've never heard is that. Is that how you say a moosh-bouche? I don't know what it is that you're trying to say. I don't know if that's the real thing or if that's just like you <laughs> trying to say something else. <laughs> Turns out I'm trying to say. Like, I don't know if this is all because you still have that bottle on your hands. It's almost empty. 
I did pour myself a glass of wine because I didn't realize that I wasn't out of cider. <laughs> so, oh God. But I'm not going to drink the wine on air. <laughs> <laughs> dot, 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 on air. Dot, 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 on air. <laughs> um, well, I guess I'm, I'm going to go to the last, I guess, sort of chunk of this. Make it happen. Um, Dervid Andrew Lurs. Those are mostly my names. Mostly. Um, what is your advice for others? For whom? Um, I guess anybody. Anybody guess who, who feels successful or maybe their their outlook on success is changing or not. Yeah. Um I I I hmm. Okay. My my advice is to do. My um one of the biggest compliments I've ever gotten was was being referred to as a doer. And I, I get it a lot now. Um, and I think I even said at the beginning of this episode that, like, that's not what I equate success to. Like, just doing something doesn't make you successful. Because, like, in a very traditional sense, it doesn't, right? We've been doing this podcast for five, five and a half, six months now. And it's not like hundreds of thousands of people are listening to it. It's not like I'm making any money off of it. It's not like, um, you know, by, by the sort of traditional metrics, it's not successful. But I love doing it. And I love talking to people about it. And I love that anybody listens so for me it's successful um and it's only happening because i just wanted to do it i just wanted to do a podcast so we're doing a podcast and so in that way i'm generating success for myself and so there's this quote here's a here's a whole weird story Mm -hmm. um in college i had a very nasty breakup with my first like very serious girlfriend um and we went through a long period of like talking to each other and then not talking to each other. And during one of the times when we were not talking to each other, um, someone left a little note in my like student mailbox uh, that said, go to the edge of your cliff and jump off, build your wings on the way down. Ooh. And it's a quote uh, from a writer, I don't remember who, um, so I, I had a look on my face because I was like, who the fuck? And then, and, yeah. then, and then you finished it up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's really nice. <laughs> and this, this person also had it in her mailbox and no one else had it in their mailboxes. And I was like, wait, did she put this in my mailbox? Did someone put this in our mailbox for us? Like what, what is happening? And so the quote like really stuck with me. Come to find out a few days later, it was in everybody's mailboxes. We were just the two schmutzes who hadn't like gotten their mail in a while. Oh, um, <laughs> but I just think it's such an interesting concept of just do it and then and then figure it out, right? Like, and I know that that's risky, and I know that that's um, something that I sort of have the luxury to do because of any number of of preconceived or precon pre pre uh, I don't know. I'm a straight white man in America with a you know i'm not you know i I have a safety net of people who will love and support me if i fail but i never think about that and Mm -hmm. again maybe that's fuck now i hate myself um i don't know i think my advice is do what you love and if you can love what you do enjoying stuff the way that you're thinking about for your resolution is my absolute forte i'm just absolutely like cool right (laughs) we're driving 13 hours from New York to Kentucky and uh, like right up next to a hurricane in West Virginia. And I'm like, tornado, tornado. And I'm like, neat. And and Megan, who is rational, is like, not neat. But for me, as the the girl from Jersey who did not encounter tornadoes, I was like, oh my God, 
we need to be in somebody's basement. We're going to die. And I was just like, no, we got to go. Let's go. Let's do this dang thing. <laughs> and I think that's true for a lot of things between you and me. Exactly. I, and exactly. Right. And I think that's really interesting. And, and I'm, I'm not proud of it in myself, but it, it's true. It's we're helping each other. Yeah. I'm lifting you up. You're pulling me down. Not pulling me down. <laughs> oh. No, no. Oh. You're grounding me. And Alan, you, you could put whatever sound effect you want in there. Don't put a sad trombone. <laughs> I won't like that. <laughs> all right. You want to wrap this thing thing up? Yeah. Uh, what are what are all the things that we usually list off? Uh, m- may I? Yes, please go you ahead. You can delegate to me because you're um, the host. You know what? Actually, what's going to happen now is I, as the host, am now handing over my post as the host to that host that's sitting across from me. Uh, okay. You so are. you are now back to being the host. I am the co-host. We're going to Freaky Friday this thing back. <laughs> oh, my God. It feels so right. <laughs> Though I do miss my breasts. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for listening to Dress for the Podcast you want. You can go to www.dressforthepodcast.com to find more about this. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, all that fucking jazz. Big special thank you, our first 2019 thank you to dimlywit.com. Man, there's a whole nother thing we can unpack in there because Dimly Wit is the network that uh, hosts us, which is amazing and we're so thankful for. And you can go to dimlywit.com to see this podcast as well as Standby and, um, God damn it, why do I always do that? Shorts, that's the other one. Mm-hmm. And Bad Examples mm-hmm. with Tracy DeMarco and Jessica Romano. Which has just blown up. Blown the fuck up. It's amazing. And yeah, it, yeah, like, yeah. It's what I want this podcast to do, and it won't ever happen, and that's fine. I'm just so like fucking proud of Tracy and Jessica, and of Alan, and of me, and of the whole network. Yeah. I'm, I'm just so I'm so proud to be a part of it. Yeah. Um. So congratulations, bad examples. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to Megan. Thanks for sitting so close to greatness. And (laughs) (laughs) I think that's everything. We're back on a regular schedule. I got a new assistant coming in on Tuesday who's going to help us get some like big guests in. We're going to get Tony Shaloub (laughs) and uh, Kevin Klein and Nathan Lane, Mm -hmm. Daniel Radcliffe. Yep, got all these people. They're coming in, you know, all at once. And they're all going to (laughs) say, for this little niche boutique podcast they're gonna say don't you fucking say my name ever ever again, again. if one of those people tony shalhoub kevin klein nathan lane or daniel radcliffe was gonna tell you don't ever fucking say my name again who do you think it would be because i think it would be kevin klein i think he's probably super sweet and he might even be saying it as a joke but it wouldn't feel like a joke he would just be like i could see that ever fucking say my name ever again i could say that yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then he just walk away i could picture it <laughs> <laughs> I made myself sad. <laughs> I watched him picture it. I didn't like it. Oh. I didn't like that at all. <laughs> Happy 2019, everyone. Yay. I hope all your resolutions come true. Even yours, <laughs> Kevin Klein. And yours, Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> Good night, Tony Shalhoub. Good night. <laughs> Tony, what are you doing out there? Come in. Oh, my God. Hosted on dimlywit.com.